0: Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max—the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline.
1: Hope those people got some poop bags with them out there.
0: David Pollock will be here in five minutes to talk Michigan. Michigan State. Jay is referring to the video we just saw of the uh, Seaport.
1: It's like
2: all this from where we broadcast concert of the gray skies.
0: No, but let me tell you something. I do when it's dark out. When we get here early, early in the morning, I have to take the flashlight out on my phone so I don't step. Stop, in. Jay. It's really? on it's on the the on. We have that wooden kind of like boardwalk thing on the way to the door, our our door where we get upstairs. Hundred percent. Right? There's dog stuff all over
1: there, Key. I've seen more cat. I've seen more cat-like mice. Hundred percent. Then I
2: have hundred percent. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no. You don't nah, I almost the other day, the other day I almost stepped in it, but it was raining, so it oh, kind of caught my eye, you know? Oh, and then it's- But it's, it's, uh, it's over there. It's, it's over there. It's
1: everywhere. I don't see as much dog poop as I see- But that's how y'all, look, like, you know, but that's how y'all here.
2: live. That's how y'all live in New York, you know? Y'all live like that in New York.
1: Key, you, you know? live in New York. You do say. I just want you to, you live in New York. Yeah, that's True. I just want you to know that. Yeah, he's in the media and lives in New York. Hey, <laughs> the look on your face right now, though. <laughs> yeah.
0: Key, Key is like, oh, you never stop hearing Key going at the media Check. and New York. He lives there and he's part of the media.
2: That's <laughs> like, true. A- a- 80, 83 degrees, 83 degrees at 1 p.m. On a Friday, what do you think I'm going to uh, be doing at 83 degrees? I hope you a get a Friday, sunburn. Clear sky. What do you think? <laughs> You're going to let the toes <laughs>
1: breathe. You're going to go have a relaxing cocktail, good yeah. lunch.
2: Yeah, he's loving life right now. Yeah, he's out. A, uh, yeah, I'm, getting my, I'm going to get my nails done and everything.
0: Woo. You know, well... The the thing about LA is your toenails is what you got to really be thinking about because because they show up at times they can't be in New York you don't have to worry about that It'd be nasty you know under socks, shoes boots snow, nah, it doesn't matter
1: I don't got nasty feet Key I don't know what Max talking
0: about you, well I do you heard uh, you heard our guy John Gambadoro from uh, Arizona Sports ninety eight seven saying Key will have the Jags ahead of the Cardinals in Key's real <laughs> rankings right. <laughs> want to hear more from Gambo. He recorded this for Key after Arizona's first loss of the season.
4: All right, Keyshawn, just got back from State Farm Stadium, and I know you're celebrating, you're partying like it's 1999. Your least favorite team in the National Football League finally lost their first game. Took to late October, but they finally lost the game. Look, I'll give it up. The Packers deserve to win that game. They were the better team, but you know this. When the Arizona Cardinals got that goal line stand, you were worried. I know you were sweating that out when Vance Joseph's defense got that goal line stand and gave Kyler Murray the ball back at the one-yard line with a little bit over three minutes left. And what did Kyler do? He drove him all the way down the field and put him in a position to win the game. As badly as the Cardinals played. And they didn't play well. I'll give it up to you. They didn't play well. They had a chance to win that game. All A.J. Green had to do was turn around. A.J. Green turns around. They win the football game. For some reason, he thought it was a running play. So you get to celebrate right now. I'll give it to you. Cardinals finally lose a football game. And now here in Arizona, we all wait to see your power pole to
2: see if the Cardinals end up behind the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Is he
1: right over there?
2: <laughs> oh, I, I, I love that I have such real estate in the minds of the Red Sea. They, 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 they're probably sitting at the stadium last night when they were on the one-yard line, just couldn't wait to hit send on me. They couldn't wait to do it. They have this in their mind that I don't like the Cardinals because I did not like their system that they ran in terms of the air rate. They have this in their mind for whatever strange reason. No, they won't be behind the Jacksonville Jaguars. They'll be behind the New York Jets.
0: (laughs) Is there a lower level than the Jaguars? Keys found it he has found the basement the sub-basement <laughs> all right uh david pollock's gonna be on in a matter of moments with us the SPN college football analyst of course we got to get into michigan state and michigan and all kinds of stuff but uh until he's uh, is he there is he yeah ready? is david there david there I'm he ready, is
1: bro yeah hey good morning david I see you, Channing Tatum. I see you out there.
2: Why are you, you looking cold, you? man? Hey,
5: hey, it's beautiful here this time of year. I think the, uh, the adjective we used to describe the, uh, the place here in East Lansing was gray. It's very gray, a little cold. You can see the breath already. So, it's uh, hey, let's do it, baby. Well, Big da- Ten
0: football. David Pollock is brought to you by Eckrich Smoke Sausage, the real MVP of any tailgate. Pick it up at your local grocer. Yeah, let's talk some football uh, Michigan, Michigan State, David, who's the bigger surprise this season and why?
5: I think Michigan State, um, you know, you think about Mel Tucker coming over and, and the way they have built this team. They got 40 plus transfers on this roster and their best player on offense, Kenneth Walker is a transfer and just, you know, just trying to find a way, navigate through this, the transfer portal era. And that's how he's built this team. I think it's a, a big surprise. There's a lot going on here in Michigan State with D'Antonio when he left and there wasn't a lot of success. And then. All of a sudden this year come out of nowhere, being undefeated, I think has been a huge surprise in college football. And listen, this game right here, Michigan, Michigan State, you talk about playoff ramifications. I mean, this is the biggest game probably throughout the season right now that we have um, through the rest of the way because both teams undefeated, both teams play Ohio State and will stay alive in the playoff hunt even if they have a close loss to Ohio State. So I think this is a, obviously a huge showdown.
2: David, how big of a game is this? For Mel Tucker's coaching career, which means that if he wins this Michigan game, will he start to be looked at as a potential replacement in certain openings in college football or certain openings in the National Football League?
5: Yeah, and if you've ever spent time with Mel, I mean, he's got something about him. He's a different dude, man. He's got some charisma. He's got some swag. I love Mel. He spent a bunch of years with Nick Saban, spent a bunch of years with Kirby Smart. And um, he, listen, I think he's already a candidate for the LSU job. He's already been mentioned for that. You know, the thing is, he was at Colorado for a year, then went to Michigan State. This is his second year, first full year because of COVID last year in the shortened season. So I don't know if he jumped ship yet, but here's the thing. Why do that? If you're at Michigan State and you can use the transfer portal and you can recruit at such a level that that he can recruit at – the Big Ten pays. I mean, they make a ton of money off the Big Ten network. They can he can pay for his coaches. He can have a really really good living. You look look at LSU. The last two coaches have both won national championships, and both of them ain't got a job. So, you know, it's a lot different pressure. I know he's familiar with that league. So, I, if I was Mel Tucker, man, and I hope he does just for college football sake, I'll be staying in the Big Ten uh, and continues to build Michigan State in this you know and build the tradition and build the history and continue to grow the Big Ten.
2: What players are the Wolverines going to have to be careful for in this particular game on Mel Mel Tucker's side with the Sparties?
5: Well, dude, if if you've watched Mel Tucker in in Michigan State, it starts with Kenneth Walker. I mean, this dude – He's an animal. I mean, he really is good. He's a transfer, again, from Wake Forest. Um, but really quick, fast, low to the ground, tiny – you know, his tiny stature but breaks tackles, makes 80-yard runs. They're, they're an explosive offense with, with Reed, with Naylor. Um, they, they, they don't have a great offensive line. Uh, I don't think they're going to just line up and pound Michigan over and over again. But can they make those explosive plays with Peyton Thorne in the passing game and Kenneth Walker in the run game? So, they're, they're not um, – They're not an elite offense, but they're an explosive offense, and Michigan will be aggressive. Can they make uh, big plays in the passing game?
1: Jim Harbaugh is hoping to have a celebratory moment of the week with a win brought to you by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate. Championship savings for the win. So, uh, Dave, I wanted to ask you this. When do you think Coach Harbaugh will start getting the credit for what this team has been able to do? I feel like every time I'm on a show or when I listen to shows – People were constantly destroying him. Where do you stand with where he has this program currently?
5: Well, obviously, this year is different. I mean, he, he's he been pretty bad up until this point when it comes to beating elite po- opponents, when it comes to beating Ohio State, which is obviously key. I mean, you think about the expectations coming into his career and – all the brash talk and and then the close game against Ohio State years ago and you thought he was going to build this program and be a a dominant program, and they haven't done that. Now, listen, this team looks more like Harbaugh. Like, it is smash-mouth, old-school, run-the-football. You know, it's not explosive on offense, but they they do enough to to keep you, you know, off balance. But, listen – if he beats Michigan State, he beats a top-ten team. He hasn't done much of that in his time at Michigan. He hasn't beat many ranked opponents in his time at Michigan. So he's already starting to, to build more credibility throughout this season. But everybody's going to point to the Ohio State game at the end of the season as the game that they have to win. They've played some close ones, but they've won, and that's the most important thing so far throughout the season.
1: Understood. The CFP rankings will be released on Tuesday.
5: So with that being said, give me your top four, Dave. What do we got? Well, I think um, Georgia will still be in the top four. I think they'll beat they'll beat Florida. I think Cincinnati's still going to be in the top four because they're not going to play anything that really threatens them. I think Oklahoma uh, will still be in the top four, or I think will be in the top four, and then I think Alabama uh, will be in the top four. But again, the winner of this game stock goes up. Stock starts to creep into that top four, and then they're going to have a chance to to earn their way in there by beating Ohio State and company. So. Listen, whatever your rankings are, I don't care what they are because they're going to work themselves out. But, um, you know, I've seen people put Ohio State too. Uh, I think Kirk did, you know, on our Tuesday night show. He had Ohio State all the way up at two with a loss ahead of, you know, undefeated teams. So I'm not going to be surprised by anything, but the committee will have that choice early with Cincinnati to make.
0: That's David Pollock, ladies and gentlemen. His time is precious, and so we cannot keep him a second longer than contracted. David, we appreciate you jumping on with us this morning, man. Thank you. All right,
1: Channing Tatum. You got that whole look appreciate going, it, brother. I
0: see you. David's rankings reaction <laughs> is brought to you by Wendy's. Get a sausage or bacon, egg, and Swiss croissant for just one ninety nine at Wendy's during breakfast hours only, limited time only. Price and participation may vary. So, um, Aaron Rodgers gets it done. It was a big game. This was a big game. NFC clash, and okay, but it's on short rest. Oh, man. And now Rodgers is down. Devontae, oh, and he's down his one, two, and number three. Even Valdez Scantlin can't play, right? And they're on the road on top of that. Oh, and Hopkins is playing for Arizona, and Arizona not going to have J.J. Watt. They're going to have Chandler. It It looked bad for Green Bay and Key. They got it done anyway, and now listen to what Rodgers said after the win.
6: I've just been really enjoying life and football in a whole new level, and I just have a greater appreciation for moments like this, uh, a greater uh, connectedness to my teammates. Um, I told them in the locker room after the game uh, just to savor these moments because this is the kind of things you think about and talk about 20 years from now when you're done playing. The special locker room celebrations, the elation on the sideline after a big play that seals a game. There's nothing like this game. Uh it's it's a special game that gives you so many lifelong memories and friendships and I'm so thankful to still be playing and still be playing at a high level in year seventeen. All
0: right, so Key you hear you heard the sound and it you know I can think of at least two ways to interpret that. Either this dude's having a ball, he's not going anywhere, or this is his last go-round there, so he's savoring every moment. Is that germ spreading? To, to, is that conjecture germ spreading, as you would call it? Key, how do you hear this?
2: Well, you could do that on uh, this end, just in, this just in. You can yes. do that on that, right? Because yeah. on this show right now, sure. we're not going to spread the germs. And the reason we're not going to spread the germs is because he loves – Green Bay right now. He's having a blast. He's having fun. He's winning. It's it's almost like when you think about mm-hmm. it in basketball, right, what happened with Kyrie and the Brooklyn Nets and what people are talking about. KD came for him. James Harden came for KD and him. And now all of a sudden it's a situation. Well, think about it. Randall Cobb came for him. Devontae Adams is depending on him being there. Is big. T- is his friend, his buddy. Everything is is working in his favor. Why would he not be having a lifetime ball right now and doing the things that he loves to do right in Green Bay and winning football games and at the end of the season probably find himself here in Los Angeles playing in SoFi Stadium against an AFC opponent in the Super Bowl? I I don't even think it's even close to him leaving the team. He's just having fun. I mean, it's just – when you're having fun and things are aligned a certain way, the germ spreading must stop.
0: Well, we'd all be out of work. Listen, uh, he is winning, Key, but that may not last. Let's try it, uh, another oh, passage. I'll, I'll, I'll try to get at this from another angle. Look, here's Adam Schefter on yesterday's show talking about if anything has changed with Aaron Rodgers' future.
4: They're winning right now, Key, and they're amongst the best teams in football. And I would imagine that he's having the time of his life. When you're 6-1 and one going into a Thursday night game against Arizona, you know you've got a bye week in ahead. Yeah, that's very enjoyable. Uh, they've, they've won six straight games after losing in New Orleans. So, yes, when you are winning in the NFL, uh, most everybody's having the time of their life. Everybody in Arizona's having the time of their life. I still am not convinced that anything's different with the situation. And it's tabled for this season. It'll be addressed again after this offseason or this season in the offseason. So, again, he's enjoying it now. Mm -hmm. Um, But we know that there are more decisions and discussions to be had after this season. Look, I I don't know
1: if Aaron Rodgers is going to stay there or go somewhere else more than anybody else does other than Aaron Rodgers. This is all speculation. But what I do know is there's nothing wrong with being in the moment. Like, when you're in the moment sometimes, and maybe for him, what this offseason meant, right, getting engaged, appreciating life, sometimes maybe you're looking at things and saying, wow, like, I have been in the league for a long time. I did just have an MVP season. Like, I am having a chance to play with people that I like and I care about. Wow, we are balling out. We're winning. That is now. Staying present, and now I think is very powerful. Where I do agree with Adam is – just because you're being present in the moment now and you're happy now, doesn't mean that this is ultimately where you want to end up being happy at. Like, that could be, that could be the reality, too. So my thing is, once again, this whole thing is going to be fluid. Every single game, we're going to be speculating about this. But just because you win a Super Bowl or even if you get there, doesn't mean that that's where you need to stay. Like, you're abiding by Aaron Rodgers' own rule book, Nobody else's.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but in, in the NFL... Football players, for instance, when you're asked to leave, that's when it's over with that city. He's not asked. They're not asking him to leave. People don't pick up and leave in football. They only leave at the end because they can't play anymore. He can still play. Tom Brady left because the situation was way better in Tampa Bay. The New England Patriots wanted to keep Tom. Tom said, no, 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 because I don't have the necessary tools to win a championship in New England again, and I want to do that, so I'm going to go to New England. Joe Montana had a young gunslinger behind him named Steve Young, by the way, who is a Hall of Famer in his own right, right? He did his own thing to become a Hall of Famer. They moved on from Joe Montana because something was better. And so there's nothing better in Green Bay. So I don't see where the Packers would not do everything within their power to keep a guy who's probably right now going to take them to a Super Bowl and probably going to win the Super Bowl. And if that happens, why would he leave? Because once he leaves, it affects so many other things with Green Bay, if those are truly your buddies, like you say, and your friends and your loved ones and all the stuff that you say, you don't pack up and walk out. Well, that, That's that, one of the main reasons why he came back after <laughs> threatening to not come back.
0: That, that makes a lot of sense. I'll say this. Uh, uh, like the, the next step, and I brought it up yesterday, and I really wonder about this. Tom Brady is the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. And... Part of that was like, well, he's got, he's got a lovely situation in New England, England with the GOAT coach and, and a weak division and the whole thing. And a lot of people, just even football fans, for many years are like, come on, man, but Aaron Rodgers is better. Just use your eyes. He's better. Like, you know, but he's not in the same situation. Brady comes to the NFC. In year one, he meets Aaron Rodgers in the NFC championship game and Brady's team advances. And think of how it happened. Rodgers didn't run for the end zone. The coach didn't let Rodgers try to throw the touchdown, They kick a field goal, so Brady gets the ball back and they wind up winning. I have to imagine, Key, that what you say about getting to the Super Bowl is right. But what if it's the Bucks who stop him again? Like, or, or if he doesn't get there and the Bucks do. I have to imagine if I'm Aaron Rodgers... I am looking at Brady's situation. If I don't get back to the Super Bowl, I'm thinking, this is a good team. It's not a great team. I need to, I need to be on a great
2: team. I could see that happening. Where, what's a better – but what's a better team – where, where – right now, what's a better team than what he's already on? What? Like, what's better?
0: We discussed this yesterday, and this is Keyshawn Johnson, point number two. You at first I, – I said last year, hey, Cleveland makes the most football sense, but he'd never go to Cleveland. And you started saying a couple months ago, like, look, if I were Cleveland, this is what I would tell him. And the pitch sounded pretty good to me. And the more I think about it, especially with they, – they don't want to pay Baker Mayfield, but they got a loaded team. If I'm Aaron Rodgers and it becomes just about football, right, I'm looking at Cleveland. I'm looking at Cleveland.
2: Yeah, I mean, you could could look at Cleveland, but then again, this is a different situation than Tom Brady. You're now leaving people behind that you brought with you to the party in Green Bay to go do what? Get away from Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Are you doing Mm. that because Mm. you can't, for some reason, get past Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Is that what you're doing now? Are you getting ready to do that?
0: Yeah, can't run.
2: I mean, like, you got to go deal with a whole nother system. You got to deal with a whole nother system. When you've been in a system for three years going to NFC Championship, NFC Championship, NFC Championship, and then you're going to pick up and leave to go to another system that you think is better when the grass may not be greener on the other side. Again, Max, think about this, Jay, Max, you're only leaving – if they're asking you to leave because you can't play anymore. That's the only – that's it. Otherwise, you stay. Yeah, that makes – makes,
1: It makes sense.
0: Jay, I'll, I'll throw it to you. It makes sense because if they won't trade trade him in the NFC, then maybe Key's right. If he were to leave, it would also look like he, he yeah. can't get – if they, like, let's say lost to the Bucks, like he can't get past Brady, can't do that either.
1: I mean, I would just be curious – to, and he'll never say this maybe, but maybe, I wonder please hey, just gets maybe he'll he go
2: like join getting... the bucks and be Brady's backup. back up stop stop saying maybe he'll
0: go spreading. join
1: the bucks stop germ back up stop germ spreading <laughs> key it's hey. like this man man's getting everything he wants like, yeah, yeah he's by getting way, everything he wants
0: by the way, in Tampa, they're like, all right, our quarterback is going to be 45 next year. We need to get a young guy in here to back him up. Rodgers is 38. That ought to do that. Give us an extra seven years. Or
1: well, maybe Tampa says, hey, Tom, you maxed out. We're done. We'll bring in the next old guy. get him more championships. <laughs> Could you imagine? It is. It's
0: going New to be- England
6: already tried that. I don't think another team wants to tell Tom Brady he's done anytime. time soon. <laughs> no, <laughs> no doubt. It's Fair going point. to be
0: so interesting. This is what I love about sports. Like... Everyone has their opinion. We can all analyze it 17,000 different ways, and in the end, something happens. I, am, I wonder what is going to happen
1: here. The more and more I hear Key talk about it, the more and more I'm starting to feel like this is anticlimactic, right? Yeah. Because like, all we do is talk about this every damn day, Key. Every time this man goes on Pat McAfee, every time he opens his mouth, people are dissecting it over and over and over, and all he keeps telling us is that he's happy, that he's enjoying it. Like, you can't even take him for face value anymore because you're too too busy trying to dig in to find what is he actually thinking.
2: Maybe he's just telling us what he's thinking. Well, here's what I would say to that, though, Jay. Here's what I would say to that. Go back in your yellow pad and your notes and go back and flip back those pages from six, seven, eight months ago. When he was not happy, he was letting you know he was not happy. Yes. Because he wasn't happy. And so now he's telling you he's happy. So take it, embrace it and just enjoy it rather than try and build this. Well, well, if he doesn't, he's going to move, he's going to It's like no one does that when you win. <laughs> when you win, no one leaves. It's another good point. They just don't. And I understand. And I understand when you say Kawhi did it in Toronto. He never wanted to be in Toronto. He always went into Toronto situation saying, I'm only going to be here for the nine months I need to be, and I'm leaving.
0: Yeah, well, listen, we... Hey, uh, Key, we're running out of time. But let me let me, let me me just say that that's another... Yeah, hey, we, we got some bills to pay. Exactly. We got some bills and I don't, to pay. No, 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 we don't say that on the show. Uh, we'll talk during the break. That, that's another good point that, that leads to this. We spent so much time in emotional energy and airtime talking about and investing in him saying he was unhappy maybe we're not just not ready to move past it he's
4: past it but we're not maybe that's what this is we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there
2: They should play him if he's healthy and ready to go. You play him. You don't mess around. This is about seeding. They have an opportunity to potentially get a first round bye. They're going to win the division. But do you want to win the division and be the sixty? Do you want to win the division and be the first seed? Keyshawn J. Will and Max,
0: ESPN Radio. Ed Werder is now with us on the Goodyear Hotline.
6: Good morning, Ed. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing good, Ed.
1: We're doing good. What's
6: up, Eddie? Key, how are you, my friend? I'm good,
2: man. I'm just uh, monitoring the Dak Prescott situation, much like you. What's the latest on Dak's calf injury? Give us a little bit.
6: Well, I was out there all day yesterday, um, and it's been interesting to me that all of his teammates seem to suggest that, based on what they've seen from him in limited practices, they're not even aware that he has an injury, and they have no concern whatsoever about him starting against the Vikings. But then we talked to Dak Prescott yesterday, and you get a whole different sense of things. And he's talking about he understands the big picture. Uh, He'd be mad if they didn't play him, but it's not just his decision to make. And I came away with a very clear sense that uh, I don't think Dak's playing in the game against the Vikings this week. I think Cooper Rush is going to make his first NFL start, if I had to guess right now.
1: You know, Ed, that's what I was led to believe. It's almost like he was a little bit frustrated at it because as an athlete, you always want to play through this. But I think long-term is is best and safe for him. But how do you – do you think the Cowboys from their training staff are the ones telling him, hey, just play it safe?
6: You know, Mike McCarthy said something interesting yesterday about how this decision will be made, which, by the way, Dak said probably – would, not, would be a Saturday decision before they after practice tomorrow and they get on the plane to go to Minnesota is when he expects that decision to be made, and he's going to be involved in it. But McCarthy also said that the team's director of uh, rehabilitation, Britt Brown, who worked very closely with Dak through uh, the major injury he suffered in week five last year that required two surgeries and the um, strained shoulder muscle that he suffered during training camp that he got shut down for a month, Britt Brown worked with him closely through all of that. And Britt Brown's opinion is going to weigh heavily in this whole thing. And Dak said he trusted Britt Brown to be honest with the coaches about what his recommendation would be. And he said, "I'll be mad and I'll be pissed if he tells them I can't play, but I'll, but I still trust and admire and like the guy." So just. You know, I think it's going to be interesting in an hour or so Jerry Jones speaks on local radio and Dr. Jerry loves nothing more than <laughs> to break injury news on his coaches. And so I think we'll get a much clearer sense when that happens. Um, but, yeah, I think there are a lot of, a lot of opinions involved here. I think the owner is going to have an opinion on this. I think his son, Stephen Jones, uh, will have an opinion on this. And I think, you know, I think they're terrified based on what happened to hit them last year when mm-hmm. he couldn't play. They're terrified of the prospect of having to play. Any significant number of games without him. I mean, they and Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush has thrown three passes in the NFL. And they're both. In, they're all three in twenty seventeen. <laughs> you know, Jerry. Jerry protected the position in his mind last year with Andy Dalton. Paid big money for a backup, and he's like, well, that didn't get us anywhere. You know, we went four and seven without Dak Prescott.
1: Hey, but uh, when you think about how weak the NFC East is. How does this factor into that decision, right? Because you're saying, okay, look, we can afford to drop a game to yeah. the Vikings if we need to. doesn't mean – but having Dak ready for the rest of the year seems to be more important.
6: Right. Well, well, with what happened, you know, they're going to win the division. I mean, unless Dak gets suffers a serious injury that takes him away for a certain length of time. And, and one of the points he made yesterday was just like the shoulder, you know, injury at training camp, he, he wants to take care of it now. He doesn't want to face – You know, being a week by week decision on his health. He wants to, if he has to sit for one game, he's willing to do that, uh, in his judgment, you know, for the betterment of being able to play the whole season. And with what happened last night, they now have as few losses as anybody in the NFC. And so they have a three and a half game lead on their division. They're not worried about winning their division. They're going to win their division unless something terrible happens to Dak. And that's why, again, why they're making the decision they're making, because really they can afford to lose a game if that's what happens in Minnesota, but they protect Dak for the remainder of the season.
2: Ed, you know Mike Zimmer. I know Mike Zimmer. I played for Mike Zimmer. Been knowing him a long time. He recruited me in college. You know his personality, all those sort of things. He basically this week came out and said, slow down from anointing Trayvon Diggs as the next great cornerback in the history of the NFL. Um, yeah. What do you what did you make of that? Knowing that he's going up against Thielen and Justin Jefferson in the pass game.
6: Well, I talked to Mike Zimmer yesterday, and and he's obviously, as you know, he worked closely with Bill Parcells, and that's that's kind of a Bill Parcells line, isn't it? Let's not get the anointing oil out yet, just yet. Um, and that's what he said about Trayvon Diggs, and and when I talked oh, yeah. about, about Trayvon, when I talked about Trayvon Diggs yesterday. Um, he, he talked about, hey, this is a guy who will squat on routes, which made it seem like he was saying he's susceptible to double moves. He said, hey, he's, he's great breaking on the ball. He has great instincts. He catches the ball well. Um, and I, I said, so is that, as a longtime guy who coached in the secondary and was a defensive coordinator, would you like that kind of player? And he said, you know what, in Dallas we always said, one bad play is not offset by one good play. The one bad play overrides a good play. So my sense was – He doesn't play exactly the way Zim would want him to play, um, but he recognizes the guy's a unique talent in terms of getting his hands on the football.
0: That's Ed Worthy, Uh ladies and gentlemen, ESPN NFL reporter, of course. Ed, thanks a million for jumping on with us this morning. Thanks, Ed. Good to chat football with
6: you guys.
3: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure
7: to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team.
2: The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast.
0: It's birthday week here on KJM. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max happy ESPN birthday. Radio. Wednesday was Jay's mother's birthday. I knew that after Jay wished his mom a happy birthday, I was, I was in a bind because I was not going to remember. I knew my mother's birthday was two days later. That's today. And I wouldn't remember. Everyone on this show, you, Jay, Key, Evan, our producer, everyone, Everyone's in my. I'm gonna remind you. I'm gonna remind you. Just now in the commercial break, I'm like, hold up. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody, (laughs) no one reminded me. So, mom, I did it. Mommy, I did it all by myself. Happy birthday, ma. That's it. I love that. That's all.
1: I love that, man. Yeah, Yeah.
0: 83 years young today.
1: Still in the city. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Yeah, That's my gangster mo- right there. My
0: mother can't leave the city. She wouldn't know what to do. That's gangster right there. Grew up Respect. in the Bronx, never lived anywhere but New York. I yeah. love that.
1: Respect. Happy birthday.
0: Yeah. Mama Kellerman. All right. Keyshawn, uh, uh, uh. Jay Will, and Max <laughs> is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, and you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. All in America's best network, Straight Talk Wireless. Five G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. So, see the look on your
1: face though uh, every listen, time it happens.
0: It's. I'm not going to go through this again.
2: Uh, <laughs> Nancy, what? What do you? I mean, uh, uh, Max. Yeah, that sounds uh, just like Max. Um, come on. Speaking of Straight <laughs> I mean, like, come Talk, come
0: on. Do you got. By the way, Key, you got. You got. You know, more saying. than two kids. You ever call? Like, I have to go through the the Rolodex in my hey, own man, head sometimes man, to call man, certain man, man. Hey, Esther, Sam, Mira, do you, do you ever forget which kid is with? Like you go have to go through a couple names before you get the kid's name right?
2: Well, typically with my girls, because they all kind of, yeah, basically because they all look the same yeah, right. and they kind of have the same mannerisms. So yeah. I would say, you know, say something to one and get mad and they remind me of what they did. So I might say, stop. Maya, even though it was London, or yeah. I might say London, stop, even though it was Shyla. I mean, you know that yeah. sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, or sometimes it'd be like girls, blah blah, and then two of them would be like, that "What, wasn't what about, that was that what, one?
2: What about you, Jay? I don't have that same problem. What about Key? you, Jay? Yeah, wait, but he's got he's got two. But yeah, is still. that yeah. right, Jay?
1: <laughs> Why are you saying my name like yeah. that, Kay? Well,
2: I just thought maybe it was a, I just thought maybe it was a POV or something, man.
5: Well, it's yeah. called point of view, Key um
2: <laughs> yeah point of view jd no, hey my, my, m, m mk go ahead and MK. mk go ahead and finish the show my well, daughter's
1: at the stage yes. now where she's extremely aware right so mm-hmm. like she's starting to ask a lot of questions all right so you know like you're in the shower she comes like she's like walking around daddy what's that I'm like whoa 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 no 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 we, yeah. we don't no we're not that aware yeah yeah so that's yeah. where that's where i'm at well
0: listen there's you know earlier i said uh when I see Keyshawn J Will and Max, and I'm trying to go too fast, I put the J with. Well, the you look at key, me, and I but say Keyshawn. Yes. Oh, then I know I'm never going to hear the end of it. it those, it's like malaprops, or when people use the wrong word in you know, like they say something but they mean another word. How about just slow?
2: How about just slow down? How about that? You hear that just key, malaprops? Down. How about that?
0: Malaprops. Yes. Uh, so, so, but a
2: malaprops. Yeah, malaprops. Yeah, yeah. a malaprop Columbia is like what Archie guy, Bunker yeah. would Riding do, right? Like down. he would
0: use the wrong word. Malaprops. How do you spell
6: that?
2: Everyone
0: Damn. has everyone. This happens to everyone, including <laughs> Jameis Winston, the quarterback. <laughs> know of your New listeners. Know your listeners. Listen to Jameis. <laughs> One of the best back condoms uh, tandems in the league, right?
2: Uh, with with the. With Latavius and Alvin, I heard some Snickers. But, uh, excuse my language, right? One
0: of, one of the
6: best tandems in the
0: league, right? So Th- that's not really a malaprop. That's what I do. Is <laughs> either one of the best back condoms? That's that's what I do with key in your name when I'm going too fast. He said, I think you said it earlier, Jay. I think it was you. You said he was trying to say tandem and combo and kind of put it together into the one
5: of the best back condoms. <laughs> but
0: that's not a malaprop because he immediately knew he was he, 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 he it was like he misspoke. Well, he immediately he, said tandem. He
1: did though but the best is like when you misspeak you just try to keep going. you going to go past that that's one? You are you going to go past that one? That's like I see y'all smirking. He had to come back and address it though. Key mm-hmm. ever said something just kind of like off the wall that you didn't really expect it just naturally happened?
2: All the time. I mean I say things our tongue get Twisted all the time, but I'm a you know I'll address it. Like I I I heard on our rejoin where I said that the Cowboys win the division, they could have the six, six seed. And then I say, well, wait a minute, hold on, that's not really <laughs> what I meant. I was talking too fast, and what I meant was they get the they win their division, they have the fourth seed. You can't win the damn division and have the six seed. Yeah. So I needed to clean it up. But when you're talking fast, that's what happens. Max does it all the time.
0: I, well, except I never do it. I'm perfect. But yes, other people I've observed to do it. You're fact. only perfect on this just then. Yeah, right. You're, no.
2: the only person, you're the only person that think you're perfect because don't nobody else think your ass is perfect. <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> I, I have to disabuse people of this. They have the wrong, they have the wrong impression in that case. Uh, Key also said this week Uh-oh. that the Saints could be a two or three seed, and that led Chris Canty to say this on his show, Canty and Golick Jr.,
3: like, how the hell are they going to be a top three seed and we don't think they can beat any of those teams? Like, I, I I understand that the Saints took it to the Green Bay Packers early on in week one. But let's let's be honest. Aaron Rodgers and that team were still in preseason mode. Like, that's not where they are right now. So I, I don't know if I can buy into Keyshawn's take that the Saints all of a sudden are going to start clicking on all cylinders and we're going to talk about them as being a true title contender. Like I just think there are levels to this, and it's clear that they're not on the level with the top three teams that we have in the NFC, which are the Cardinals, the Cowboys, and the Buccaneers. He said there are levels to this. Kate. Should I respond to that, yeah, or should yeah, I just yeah. Yeah.
2: yes, yes? Should should I respond? Should should I should I respond to that, Jay, or should I just ignore it completely? Because I, I would advise you to be a good the, yeah. The, the last I saw, they won in Seattle. That's what I saw. They are four and two if from a record standpoint which says they are one game behind two teams that just played last night. They actually beat one of those teams. That's all I see. So as a season we on, Mr. Christopher Canty, I certainly do believe that they can take and get a two to three seed. There's no question about it. Why is it that you feel that way? Jameis Winston is the quarterback. That He's not turning the ball over. Sean Payton's putting him in a situation to have success. They went to New England. They won that game on the road in a tough, hostile environment. Maybe it's because they're not winning the way you like them to win, Keith, but they're not also losing the way out of people time. thought they were going to lose.
0: We're running out of time, and they have a chance hey, to hey, it against hey, the Bucs. Like, <laughs> and that's before your nephew even gets back on the field. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.